Welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane. Just kidding. Actually, this is Justin, aka MainFan, and I'm here with Alex, aka Virtual Insider on YouTube. Hey, Alex, what's going on? Hello. Thank you for having me on. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Yeah, Alex and I used to do a podcast together that we started called Virtual Strangers years ago, and then he and I both quit, and the two guys that joined with us, they're still doing it. So if you want to see us in video form, you could actually see the old-ass episodes of Virtual Strangers that's still on YouTube. And uh, here we are again, and I'm not sure what's going to happen here because... So Nick, he's really busy with work. He has an, a new job where he has to travel a lot, and he has this other pin, you know, pinball podcast and stuff, and he just doesn't have time. So he might not be doing this podcast anymore, and you know, this will be you know a once-a-month thing. The last episode was June, so we skipped July, and now it's, it's late, late August. So I don't know. I don't know if Alex is going to want to keep doing it. I don't know if we're both gonna quit again who knows we'll just see what happens so yeah it's just a bit of fun so yeah and alex's channel on youtube virtual insider definitely go check that out it's a, a really unique vr channel because what he often does is he he like really analyzes this a specific topic like maybe physics in vr or maybe gun handling in vr or like one of his last videos he talked about hitman 3 and he went into great detail talking about all of its issues and what the developers need to do to fix it. And he kind of addressed the video to the developers. Um, so it's stuff like that. Like, whereas my videos are pretty much always just straight gameplay. His are, he puts a lot more time into it and narrates it. And it's like way more professionally done than Thank my you. shit. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah, Virtual Insider on YouTube. So, uh, do you want to, Alex, do you want to say anything about like how you got into VR or, or anything like that? Um, I mean, I'll just very quick, just, I used to be a console gamer, got bored with gaming and spotted VR, wanted to do something different, ended up buying a PC just for VR and kind of not looked back since. I've just, I've just loved VR gaming specifically. I just constantly... I'm constantly reading about VR gaming. I'm playing VR gaming. I'm doing channel videos about VR gaming. I just, I can't get enough. And CV1 was your first headset? Yeah, I, w I was a little bit late. I think it's about four years since I got into VR. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had a Rift and then I've got a Valve Index now. And I I've got, a, well, I had a Quest too, but I actually gave that to my brother because it was just sat doing nothing, yeah. so. Does your brother use it? I only gave it to him a, a, a couple of weeks ago, and he says he's tried to use it. I don't know. My brother's weird. He just doesn't seem to be bothered about get VR for some reason, but he's also really lazy, so I don't know. Maybe that's it. But I'll, I'm going to try and get him into it because I, I do love VR, and I do want more and more people to do it because it's just I just think it's the future of gaming, personally. Yeah, I have some friends that I got into VR, and they're all lazy too, and they'd rather just sit. They don't want yeah, to he, sit, he sits down and does it and stuff. And it's, mm. I don't know. I mean, 
I don't, maybe not everyone's going to get into it, but sometimes it's a bit frustrating when you see how great VR can be and then you try and show someone and they're a bit like, yeah, it's not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just sometimes I find it hard to see how people can't see what I see, but I don't know. Okay. So we're going to focus mostly on what we've been playing and we're not going to do like actual reviews and we're going to do very little news. It'll just, this kind of what I think is the the best part of the podcast is just talking about what we've been playing. So, um, I guess I'll just go first. Yep. We'll just maybe alternate. Yeah. We could alternate games here. That would be good. All right. So green hell VR, I got a key from the developers, a free key. So thank you to them for that. And I did a video on, uh, you know, my channel, main fan. And a lot of times I do videos where I, I like to just like, play the game for the first time and record it just so you can see my first reaction. And if you see that, um, I actually did play this one beforehand because of the demo and the demo gave me a bad first impression because it had bad performance and the controls were kind of, kind of bad. And I, I think the performance was improved a little bit once I got the actual key for the actual game. And, but I still had some control issues picking things up and uh, just just re- UI issues. Um, I had confusion about like what I was supposed to be doing. It wasn't very clear like another this is a survival game where you're in a jungle and you're you're making fires and you're chopping things down. So it's sort of like the forest. There's another game song in the smoke that Alex and I both played. I love Song in the Smoke. Um, that game, like, the controls for me were, were worked really well and were intuitive, and you'd use your, your actual hands a lot and craft things with your hands instead of, instead of, like, just pointing at a book. Like, in Green Hell VR, you're holding out a book in front of you and pointing at things in the book, and I don't, I don't really like interaction like that. Um, so I went around in the jungle, walked around, tried to figure out what, the game wanted me to do and I just really I felt confused and just unsure of what the game was trying to do and I I, I couldn't find the next destination um, the graphics were nice uh, so I'll give it that but otherwise not really my thing um, and you don't really like survival games much right Alex no I've tried uh, I've tried Submotica and I do like Subnautica, but the thing that I don't like about survival games is that they're basically very grindy. Mm-hmm. So you have to just do a lot of collecting stuff, getting resources, you know, building things. Uh, I just don't like that sort of gameplay. I did actually try Green Hill VR myself, mm-hmm. but I didn't play for very long because I just I just don't like these sort of games. Um, and from what I can tell, the interaction seems pretty good for a port. It's, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with your hands, mm-hmm. chopping down trees and things. Um, I did, I actually played Song in the Smoke as well, which is actually a good game. Yeah. I, I, it's actually, um, I don't know if it's the, the level structure because Song in the Smoke, a lot of these, these survival games, they're kind of open. And you're basically just kind of doing what you want. Whereas Song in the Smoke is all level based. So mm-hmm. you're you're going through each level individually and you have a certain tasks you have to do. And it gradually it teaches you the different mechanics of how to do stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot to learn as well in the Song of the Smoke. You've got to learn a lot of stuff. 
uh, to the point where I had a bit of a break from it and then I came back to it and I just didn't know what the hell I was doing because you've got to like bang different sticks together to create yeah. different things and then combine them and yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty complicated but it's probably the if you want a survival VR game I would say Song in the Smoke is the best one completely agreed um yeah that's one of my favorites um but I do I do love the Subnautica games you can play them both Subnautica 1 and Subnautica Below Zero in VR with a mod I love those games but they're not they're not you don't use motion controls in those and so you're not crafting with your hands so they're not at the level of Green Hell VR and and uh, Song in the Smoke as far as VR interaction. Um, yeah, I think Subnautica has a more interesting world. Yeah, uh, and I think you definitely want to see what the rest of the game has to offer. Yeah, it's just the actual gameplay for me, the loop of, especially at the beginning where you because you have oxygen and you've got to constantly come up to the air yeah. surface and then back down again, and it just became so monotonous and grindy. Uh, but I don't. I know. Yeah, if you push through, I know you get vehicles and things. So then you don't have to do that. So yeah. I, maybe I need to push back through it. Uh, plus, I've got this fear of like the deep ocean and stuff. So yeah. it's like nightmare fuel for me that game. Yeah, in Green Hill VR, you have to like constantly get water. So that's kind of their version of oh, the oxygen. I hate that. I hate, I hate it. it. And, and then the water is dirty, and then you'll like get sick, and then you'll slowly oh. you'll slowly die. You don't know you if know. need to drink that much. Like seriously, you don't need to eat and drink every five to ten minutes. <laughs> I know. It's just like it drives me nuts why that's a thing in video games that people like. Yeah. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Fair enough. If you get thirsty after a while and you need to drink, but you don't need to do it every five to ten minutes. Like an hour, two hours, fine. But it just drives me nuts when you're constantly yeah. having to drink water and eat food. And song in the smoke, you don't have to drink water, but you do have to eat food. So that's yeah. They've they've got a, like um, a casual mode as well, which is what I did, yeah. and you barely have to do it. You still have to do it, but you don't have to do it. Like it feels about right, you know. You don't have mm -hmm. to worry about it that much. So yeah. And the only thing I ever had, uh, only trouble I had with Song of the Smoke was the save system. A lot of times, I don't know if you had this. You'll forget to save, and then like you'll die, and then the whole you got to start the whole level over. You could have lost a lot of time. Uh, is it is it campfires you say yeah you have to save it a camp you have to yeah. make a campfire to save yeah because i i had problems sometimes where i was because it, it goes like night and dark uh like day and night cycles yeah and when it's night you can't see shit so you would literally have to light a torch mm. and all this stuff yeah. and it's a lot it's a lot to try and remember and have to prepare stuff and make make things and craft things did you get uh, chased by the boogeyman I didn't get that. Uh, to be honest, that's where I stopped because the thing started to really scare the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Because it was just went pitch black, and I felt, I'd already heard that there was like monsters and things. Uh, well, the, so I, the only monsters are those are like the wild animals, right? Like the the um the thing that chases you at night is is kind of like a ghostly thing. Right. The first time I saw it, I didn't know I didn't know that was even a thing in the game, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And <laughs> I actually funny. was. It's genuinely quite scary. I think it's quite a, it's like borderline horror game sometimes. Yeah. So it's definitely that's the only thing I would say is if you're not into horror, you might struggle a little bit with Song of the Smoke. Yeah. And I and I, and I love horror, so. Yeah, yeah, you you, yeah, you love it. Yeah. Um. So. I guess we can talk. You can talk about your game. We'll just go back and forth. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at my list because I know you've got like Resident Evil games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we I can didn't talk play. About... I didn't play eight since mm-hmm. our last uh, podcast, though. So have you not? Have you not finished eight? No, I finished eight. Like, but it was like I talked about it already in a previous podcast. Right. So, but I can I talk you... about eight with you right now. Yeah, I mean, I've played all the Resident Evils now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two remake, three remake, seven and eight, and I've yeah. done them all in VR with the mod. Yeah, which is excellent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really one of the best mods out there. Definitely. Uh, full motion controls. Obviously, there's still things like interacting with menus, picking things up. Are still done with like a button press. Mm-hmm. But you aim with the, you know, with the motion controls. You have to sw- slash your knife with the motion controls. You have to. Uh, you can two hand weapons like you can in a native VR game. So it does. It really does feel close to a native VR game in a lot of ways. Um, and I've finished, yeah, I finished Resident Evil 8 recently. I do like Resident Evil 8. I think the be- the first half is better than the second half. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the bit with the castle and everything. There's certain parts which I really enjoyed. And there's there's a section where you go through like a house in the dark. And that is genuinely the most scared I've ever been in any VR game. Oh, wow. I don't want to spoil it, what happens in there. But it's there's something really creepy about <laughs> this this thing that comes for you that really got under yeah. my skin luckily it doesn't go on for too long but the, uh the, the shit it was saying yeah creeped yeah, yeah me the fuck out the noise is as, horrific. i just gotta say as a father it creeped me the fuck out i think it was the noise that it made yeah. more than anything yeah and it's pitch black so you can barely see anything yeah and it's just making this horrible noise i can't say what it is because <laughs> it'll spoil it but yeah it's yeah. just freaky as shit honestly it scared the crap out of me but it is a very action-oriented game. So most of the game, you're very heavily armed. You've got lots of ammo. It's not like the other games where you're struggling for ammo a lot and you're having to kind of like run and, and try and survive. It don't mm-hmm. feel more survival, this one. It feels more action. Yeah. Um, and there's still there's still some cool moments because you do obviously get to, with the motion controllers, you do get to, you know, go a bit John Wick sometimes and you're fighting off lichens and stuff. But I did prefer the other games. I think, I think two is my favorite probably, mm-hmm. um, just because I think the pacing is so well done and it, it, it's just consistently good yeah. throughout the game. Three is more action focused as well, but I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as two. Seven's excellent, apart from the bit where you go. I can't spoil it, but there's a bit towards the end which is okay, still good, but not as good as the first half. Yeah, and I did enjoy the story in in seven a lot. Like the the, the family, family there's yeah. like a Baker family, and the, yeah. it's just interesting to find out what happened to them, and and there's some real freaky shit that goes on in that house, and what happens to their the family as well. I think it's the craziest game I've ever played. Seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some crazy stuff in eight, but mm-hmm. I think seven just feels more realistic and grounded. Yeah. Whereas the others feel more over the top such eight feels way over the top like some of the stuff is just so stupid it's hard not to laugh at oh, some like of the some of the boss battles yeah yeah <laughs> i can't spoil it but there's some stuff that just it just like oh god it just kind of lost me a lot on the stories in parts of it but yeah yeah they're all good if you want to play the resident evil games in vr then i highly recommend the mod it's completely free uh it's if you just search for prey dog vr mod uh, Resident Evil mod, and you'll find it. And there's, there's the, like I said, there's four games. And it's a GitHub link. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. GitHub, and it's very easy to install as well. 
I think uh, with with two and three, because they're made for for third person, they can feel a bit clunky. But there is a mod yeah. which you've tru- tried, yeah, Ash- which fixes guy, that. A guy named Ashok. Uh, he has a mod on Nexus mods for yeah. for both two and three, where yeah, it fixes, it makes it like feel like more like a native VR game, where it's just your view is nice and smooth, and there's no swaying or anything. Yeah, because with the with the standard, because you're basically just controlling a third person character, but in first person, mm-hmm. it feels like a bit of a tank movement and. You can't strafe, you like you, you, the camera moves around a lot, yeah. and it, it just feels a bit clunky, um, yeah. especially in bosses when you're trying to avoid things and then oh, you kind of get stuck. Yeah. But I played it. I played through it with the default, and that's my only criticism I can find with it. So if that fixes it, then that will definitely his, make his it. His mod fix only fixes like the the bobbing up and down and the swaying. It doesn't right. fix the the control issue. Of like yeah, getting out of the way of a boss that's coming at you fast is pretty, still pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. Third one's better because it's got like a dodge mechanic. Yeah. yeah. So you can dodge out of the way. And I found the boss fights a lot more enjoyable in, in three remake because you've got more space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas two, you're always in these cramped areas and yeah. then you're having to like try and avoid attacks, which are hard to avoid, to be honest with you. And it just gets a bit frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I played, uh, I have on the list here, Resident Evil 3. I beat that. And I played Resident Evil 7. You know, I I beat that on PSVR. Yeah. So then I went into Resident Evil 7 and played it. I got, I don't know, I didn't get that far. And then I was just like, everything is happening. I already know it's coming. So yeah. I, it's hard to be, I, I would just need to like maybe play that years later. Yeah, so you forget. just kind of forget. Yeah. Because yeah. I but, played Resident Evil 2 with Vorpex mm-hmm. in third person. So that when I played it again, luckily there's two stories kind of with that oh, yeah, game. Oh, the Claire one. Yeah, so I did the Claire one, whereas okay. I originally did the Leon. So it was there was some differences, different enemies, different weapons. Okay. There's an actual different sections which are completely new. So it wasn't so bad, but there was a lot of it that was the same. Mm-hmm. So it did lose a lot of that kind of wonder of wondering what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, if you were already played through seven, playing through it again, even with motion controls, not it's not going to have that same impact. That guy Ashok, he did make a mod with high res textures for VR. So yeah. maybe maybe I'll try that and I don't know maybe that'll give it a go because yeah. I did notice that if same with eight really that the textures some of the textures can be quite quite low res yeah uh, just it's weird because some stuff looks great and then other stuff looks a bit muddy yeah I was surprised by that in eight you would think in eight they would have you know yeah. used higher res everywhere I think he like just uses some sort of AI upscaling to improve all the textures which yeah. must take a lot of time but yeah yeah I would recommend that as well because when you're so close to everything. You, you do notice like some of the textures and it can pull you out of the game sometimes when everything looks a bit low resolution and, and muddy. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll talk about Devil May Cry 5 because that's using the same mod. The same yeah. Predog mod, uh, you can play Devil May Cry 5 and then Monster Hunter Rise, I think. Is that the right yeah. name? I've never tried Monster Hunter um, because it's, it's even when it's on sale, it's expensive. And it's like one of these, it's probably a turn-based RPG. It's not term. I think oh, it's, it's no. I, I think it's real. T- maybe I'm wrong. I think I it's no real idea. time. But I think it's like a. It's like a massive. Uh, it feels like a very grindy sort of uh, stats-driven uh. game where you're just constantly grinding and having to redo 
And we're both not into that type. Yeah, it's just not. If I've looked at it, and it, I'd probably try it in co-op. Yeah. But it's not something I'd personally go out of my way to play okay. on my own. Well, Devil May Cry 5, it was on sale. It was like single digits. I can't remember exactly what I got it for. So I was like, well, let me just try this because it works with this uh, this Dog mod. And I was really surprised how, how good it was. It, I There were no issues. I mean, you got to use a... You're going to use a gamepad to play, um, yeah. but like it looked great. It's not. I've yeah. never played a Devil May Cry game before, and it's, that's not really my type of thing. Like these Bayonetta type of games, I've never mm. really liked those. But um, you know, I, if it's in VR, shit, I'll play it. But uh, I haven't gotten very far in it. Have you? Yeah, I actually played quite a lot of it. Okay. Because um, I'm I'm the same as you. I'm not really into these type of games. Mm-hmm. But I did actually enjoy it more than I thought. But the problem is that towards the end, the game gets to a certain point and the, the, it just gets really repetitive because you yeah. are basically just doing the same thing, fighting the same enemies. And even the location is literally the same all the time towards the end. So I didn't finish it and I kind of just got bored with it. Mm-hmm. But up to that point, I was really enjoying it. And there's lots of cut scenes as well, which are all in actual in-game rendered. So they're not like 2D uh, and some of the, like the intro scenes really cool to watch yeah. in VR. Like every, so there's some slow motion stuff and bullets come whizzing past you slowly, and, and it's it's really good uh, to to experience. But it is obviously gamepad only, so it's not going to be some some people don't want to play games without motion controls, mm-hmm. and it won't. We would never work with motion controls anyway. But if it's something you wanted to play anyway, I would definitely try the mod. Yeah. Okay. So uh, your next game. Uh, the other thing I've been playing, hit, um, you mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. that Hitman 3 video that I made. Yeah. So to make that video, I did record quite a lot of footage. So I played through about three of the... Because each... The way that the game's structured is you have different locations. And then in the location, you've got targets that you have to kill. So it's kind of like a sandbox area. You've got a big area to go in. You can go basically anywhere in any order and do whatever you want. And then you have these targets that you've got to find and kill. So I did three of those locations and it's got some problems, but there is still something cool about being in those locations. Um, they are very l- lived in. Like a lot of VR games feel quite empty. Mm-hmm. There always seems to be an apocalypse where something's happened and then everyone's dead or something. Whereas with Hitman, it's completely full of life. There's lots of people walking around, there's things happening, there's people talking and having conversations. It feels like a living world. So even just being in that world is fun just to be in that world and see the graphics and the visuals and everything. But the actual gameplay is very slow. It's not an action game. It's a stealth game mostly. So you're trying to find ways to get to your targets and take them out as an assassin without getting detected as much as you can. So you are going to be taking your time. You're going to be listening to conversations. You're going to be trying to open up opportunities, uh, which is fine. But as soon as you start to try and do anything in the game, because the controls feel so bad, it can just it just falls apart basically, and the VR support just ends up not feeling that great. And I did I did make a video going into full detail on it on my channel. So if you do want to know all the details, then you can check that out. Virtual Insider. Virtual Insider. But yeah, it's, it's if they could fix some of the issues, I think it would be really good. The game's also quite blurry as standard, so you do need to increase your super sampling quite high. 
and I use something called reshade to like add sharpening and stuff to make it look good. And it does look good on my system now, but by default it looks pretty blurry and not very good. So Didn't you have to put it to five hundred percent super sampling. Yeah, I <laughs> put it to five hundred percent, and it still ran surprisingly well. Uh, but with reshade, because it, it doesn't impact performance, I've turned mm -hmm. it down to two hundred fifty percent. But okay. it does look good. I, I mean. Again, check the video and there's details in that on how to use reshade and stuff. So if you're interested, but personally, unless you're willing to accept some jank, you're probably not going to want to play it right now or pick it up on a really deep cell because you can actually play all three of the trilogy in VR. And there's a lot of levels as well. There's I think there's six per game. So you've got three games. Uh, so you, you've got quite a lot of content there to go through. And the location, some of the locations are absolutely stunning. Like you go to mm. Paris and there's a fashion show going on. You go to Italy, to this villa. You go to Japan in this really beautiful high-tech uh, hotel. So there's there's some really interesting things to see in the game. And it does feel satisfying when you actually get an assassination and you kill them without getting detected. It's just the VR support's not that great, unfortunately. When there are NPCs everywhere, like you said, there's lots of people. Can you interact with all of them physically? Yeah, you can walk up and oh. slap them. You can yeah. like hit them and they'll react to you. Like there's a lot of there's a lot to love because they have put a lot of effort into some things. Like there's a lot of physics based stuff, so you can pick things up and throw them. You can walk up to doors and open them with your hands. You can literally just tap someone on the shoulder and they'll react to you. You can punch them in the face and then all the people around will like react to what's happened and mm -hmm. then you'll get detected and then you'll get into a gunfight. The problem is that when you get into a gunfight because the controls feel so bad it's just it just really doesn't feel good to play but if you just want to go into there and explore the worlds and see the game and and try and do it stealthily it's actually it's not too bad so if it's on sale for like 20 bucks which i don't know if it will be um... uh, yeah i mean you get the, obviously you have to buy it man three for the vr support mm -hmm. and then if you own the other games as well you can link them together i think if you own them all on steam it just automatically does it and then you can access all the other games through hitman 3 because I've got all the games and, and yeah, I've not even finished Hitman 1 yet. I've still got all of 2 and all of 3 to play. So I've got loads loads to play. I'm mm. just hoping that the developers do something with it because it came out in January and they've not really done much with the PC VR support. Whether they'll watch my video and do something with it, I don't know. If they don't, mm. then I'm probably just have to play it as it is just because I do want to see what the rest of the game's got to offer. Isn't there stuff like you have to hold the trigger to like prime your knife or something? Yeah, there's some really weird things like if you hit someone with your with a if you've got like a wrench in your hand and you hit someone with it, it does hit it does they do it react to it, but they won't get knocked out. Hmm. The only way to get them to knock out is if you hold the trigger, which like primes the weapon and then hmm. they get knocked out. So there's some weird things like that. There's a tutorial that teaches all this stuff. Okay. And once you get used to how it all works, it's okay. But it doesn't feel great. But if if there was a, if it was between not playing it in VR at all and playing it as it is, then I would definitely choose to play it as it is because it's still much more enjoyable for me to play it in VR than it is out of VR because I wasn't really interested in it that much out of VR. So it's definitely I'm happy that it's there, but I just wish that the developers had put a bit more into it or maybe got some play testers or something because it's definitely got some issues hmm. okay so uh 
I played Left 4 Dead 2, the VR mod again. It's the first time I tried it. It was really low res, like too low res to even bother with. But then the uh, developer did an update to it, and it's on it's on GitHub for free. So, I mean, probably most people already have Left 4 Dead 2. I had never even played it before, which is crazy, until this VR mod. No, and I had Oh, you had neither? I've still not played it because I haven't oh, tried it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Like, like... Even in 2D, I've never played. I've never played any Left 4 Dead game. Um, so I'll play, you know, when when uh, after the fall came out and everybody was like, "Oh wow, Left 4 Dead in VR," I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so with this update where he fixed, so the update, what it did was it now it renders to your headset's target resolution. I guess the previous one probably just rendered it like the game's default, which yeah. is not high enough for VR now it looks great and like i was playing it and i was like holy shit this is better than after the fall i really do think that like yeah. i i liked it a lot more and it was because it was way more intense yeah like it was insanity and i was just by myself you can play it multiplayer i read i haven't tried it yet we should try it yeah you have to i think you have to do like some sort of private thing you can't join mm -hmm. on like a public game but you okay. can do private games and and invite people I do want to try it in co-op uh, because it's one of those games I think would be more enjoyable with other people. Yeah. And I am interested in trying the mod. I bought the game actually on sale for like pound fifty, ridiculously cheap. Nice. So I'm just waiting for like some people on the, on the Discord we're on to get together and play it. Oh, yeah. But, uh, sorry. Alex Alex has his own Discord, Virtual Insider Discord. If you go to his videos, he probably has a uh, link. It's actually, it's actually private now. I don't, oh, I don't, it's private. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, never mind. Because we, we had some kids yeah. issues. Yeah. So. All right. Um, you, one thing I wanted to ask, actually, about Left 4 Dead 2 is what's the VR support like? What's the mod feel like? Because I know there's something about the... When you move your... When you move the guns, your entire arm moves or something? Yeah, you can right? see your entire arm. I read that there's a mod that you can... It's probably like Nexus mods where it'll remove the arms, so then you can just yeah. see the guns. Yeah, I've read that. Because there's so many mods as well I was looking at. Yeah. It's like crazy. There's, there's some really cool custom packs that people have put together for VR mm -hmm. where they like combine a load of mods and it basically turns it into different types of games. Like you've got one for Aliens. You've got one for The Last of Us. You've got one for Halo. So I think it'd be cool once you've finished wow. the main game, you've got a lot of replayability to try some of the other stuff as well. Oh, yeah. But and like if you have an, a melee weapon, you have to press trigger to use it. You can't just swing. Um, I think they've updated that now. Oh, oh really? Maybe. Yeah. I haven't I haven't looked lately. So I know it's I getting updated, and I'm not sure what state it's at now, but it's definitely... Uh, they've definitely improved it a lot since when it first started. Yeah. Okay. When it was first uploaded. So uh, your next game? Oh yeah, I'm just looking now. It says increase. Oh, you're looking melee. at GitHub. Oh, there's a melee fix. Uh, hide arms when equipping melee weapons, and then it says melee traces per swing. There's something about melee. I can't 100% say whether it's. Oh yeah, added basic motion controls for melee. So oh. you can actually now swing. Wow. And do melee in the game. Damn. That's the thing with mods. It's hard to keep up sometimes because they're constantly getting updated. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I try to subscribe to all the ones that I that I care about, but like I must have missed that one. M yeah, because I like, get email updates. Yeah. Oh, right. Because uh, I think there's mods as well where you can get like HD texture packs and mm -hmm. stuff. 
So you can really make the game look a lot better as well. So it's definitely and, something that I want to look into. And it looked, to me, it looked really good, even with just the default. The standard, yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised after that resolution update. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the next one then, which is something we both played, actually, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. the Kayak VR Mirage game, which released, was it last month? When did that come out? July? So. Yeah. This is, um, this is a, obviously a Kayak VR game, which has got really very realistic graphics. It's like borderline photo, photo realistic. Yeah, do you think it's the most realistic graphics of any game in VR? It's up there. I mean, yeah. it's definitely one of the best. Yeah. It uses DLSS as well, so the, the performance is surprisingly good. Uh, if you use DLSS and it's got a few other things in the options, uh, you can crank it up and it still runs pretty well. I think FSR also. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's got FSR. Yeah. Like the developer said, he's put a lot of effort into making it run as well as he can. Yeah. And when you consider how good it, the game looks, it, it, yeah, it looks it looks really good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm surprised it's not really blurry or anything it looks nice and clear so it's definitely one to to look at if you just want to look at graphics then this is one of the best ones out there i cranked up the settings all the way to the top and then i was noticing some some frame issues so like, oh, oh yeah you, you can't put everything up way <laughs> i mean it's got like cinematic yeah. settings and stuff yeah. which are like crazy i don't even know how anyone could run that to i tried that. nah yeah. i wouldn't recommend it i think you can run a lot of things on high or epic um yeah but yeah cinematics a definite no-go yeah, the only issue with this game is i think there's only like four areas yeah the content's a bit short and then the thing i'll say about this game is if you want to it's a really good demo for for putting people in vr and to show them vr because even if they just sit in the kayak and they don't move around just being in that world is really cool uh it's really good for just I find it like a meditative kind of thing as well, just yeah. paddling around slowly, being in those levels. It does feel very good uh, to escape sometimes and just mm -hmm. go into these different places. And there's one, one of my favorites is actually in a Norway one, which is on this like Nordic coastline and there's a storm yeah. version and it looks incredible. Like you're in the night, there's a rain coming down, the water's a bit more choppy, there's lightning, and it lights up the entire like cliffside and everything. It looks really, it's really immersive to be in that, to that in that kayak in some of these levels. And the attention to detail is great as well. Like they've got little details, like they've got whales, they've got turtles, they've got little icebergs that collapse because there's an Antarctica one. And there's like this cave oh. thing you can go in at night, and it looks beautiful. In and that Costa Rica level, there's like a pack of dolphins chasing me around as I kayaked. Yeah, it's just incredible. Some of the they've put a lot of effort into like these little details, which make it, it makes it worthwhile even just paddling around just to find all these little things. Because mm -hmm. have you ever played the climb? Yeah, that was like that where the they made the world feel alive by having like a wildlife fly out, polar bears walking around and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that a lot with the with the detail they've put into this. Yeah, the only thing that because there's races as well, which you can do against the clock, and you've got several races per location and you've got bronze silver and gold times to beat and one thing i find is that i just suck at this game like <laughs> i cannot get the hang i have not managed to get a bronze I, time on it, even the easiest i've it's barely like, done any of that time trial stuff because like it's like too stressful for me because you um, have you've got to put a lot of effort in like yeah. you, you can't just sit there and one of the things i find is because when you paddle obviously if you paddle 
on your left, mm -hmm. then you kind of, is it your turn? Yeah, you turn right, to the right. Yeah, you, you turn the opposite direction. Yeah. But there is a thing where you can stick the oar into the... Um, into the water. Water, and then yeah. you do like a sharp turn. Yeah. And what I find is, if I'm trying to paddle on one side, if you keep the paddle in for too long, then it starts to turn to that in direction. that direction. So that yeah. if I'm trying to turn left, so I'm paddling on my right-hand side to turn left, but then sometimes then it'll be like fighting it, where it's trying to also turn right and it, it frustrates me i've actually measured the the de developers about it because i do find it's a bit too sensitive on the or maybe there's a setting uh, for that he said not i mean not really. yeah so I, I would prefer if it was a little bit less sensitive to the or movements where it like because it, you could turn really quickly with one way or the other but you've got to be moving forward to for it to work mm -hmm. and then sometimes if you want to do a gradual turn you can lean in the kayak as well yeah um it's just something I've just really struggled to get ha the hang of with the races and the times. So I tend to just find myself just paddling around. Yeah, I wish you uh, and I could race each other like idiots, you know, that can't kayak. That would be fun. But there's no multiplayer. Yeah, there's no yeah. Mul there, I think there's like asynchronous multiplayer where you can race the, against oh, other people's ghosts. times. Yeah. yeah. And you get to see the ghosts of the other kayak, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, as good as we're going to get right now. But I think they are going to expand. They're going to do like white water rapids and stuff as well. Oh. So there's there's more to come, and it's yeah. definitely a good game, and I, I do like it, but there's just not lots of content there. So if you're not into graphics, if you're not into like just chilling and and being a bit more like just exploring, mm -hmm. then you might not enjoy this one as much. Yeah, uh, on Quest there was a National Geographic game that had kayaking, and that was really cool. Yeah, um, I did that actually. You did that. that? I was that was one of the the questing best quest things I did. To be honest. Yeah, I was impressed with that one. But yeah, yeah the, this is, of course, you know. This is like next level. It's like yeah. that, but you know, yeah. 10 times better looking. But yeah. Uh, the water is just so beautiful, and you can see the ripples. And when you look down, yeah. you can see the bottom sometimes, and you can see like fish underneath that distort as the waves come over the yeah. fish. And it's really good, really good. Oh, yeah, and originally you couldn't interact, like you couldn't push the oar into a rock, like to push away, but now you can. So that's yeah. a cool update. Yeah. It's it's really if you if it's your sort you'll know if it's your your sort of thing or not and if it is then I recommend getting it because it's just really one of the best looking games I've seen in VR. Yeah. All right. So I got a free key for Winds and Leaves. You know, sometimes there are these games. You know, I, I think this was PSVR first, and then it came out on Steam, and there were very few reviews. And I was thinking this developer probably wants some people mm. to cover this game, so I asked them, and they're like, "Yeah, here's a key." So I played it and did a video on my channel, and uh, so I just went right into it and started recording. I didn't know anything about it, and it, the the uh, the locomotion is very unique because you're standing on stilts the whole time, and like I, it took a while for, I, in the video. I'm probably like, "What the fuck is going on here?" I didn't know what <laughs> I was doing, um, but I got the hang of it, and it's. It's 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 very colorful, vibrant. You know, it's it's pleasing to look at. You might struggle with the controls. I had it on. I think I had it on like the the. Uh, there there might have been like a a seated mode and then a you know a free a lo free loco or um, room scale mode. Maybe if you do the seated mode, maybe it'd be easier to control. I'm not sure. Um, but you just go through these uh, really vibrant colorful areas and you kind of it's it reminded me a lot of the game flower on ps3 because there are certain areas where you have to kind of make them lush again 
with these various tools that you find along the way. And as you make the area lush and green and vibrant, you can walk through it. But if you don't, if you keep trying to go through this kind of desert land ahead of you, you'll, 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 you'll die. And you just keep progressing that way and you keep coming across uh, different architectures and stuff. And it's kind of a mist it's mysterious. I, I, I liked it, but I, I kind of got to a point where I didn't know what the game wanted me to do. I got kind of lost at one point. And there was this giant tornado off in the distance that I wanted to go toward, but I couldn't figure out how to get over there. I think what I needed to do was okay, you find seeds in, as you go, and you have to plant the seeds. And that's kind of how you make these areas more lush as you go. And then right. you can walk through them without dying. And I think what I had to do was combine seeds, and I didn't realize that. And like to right. get to create different types of seeds that allow me to go to different areas, like where that tornado was or whatever. But I thought it was cool. It's just yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the Steam page. What's it called? Winds and leaves. Yeah, winds and uh, leaves. Yeah, I, I did. Re I remember seeing this when it was announced. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't know what it was. Like it doesn't really tell you much. It's difficult to know what sort of game this even is. Like, is it a gardening simulator? What the hell is it? So you, so you kind of you, you say you, you're moving through to different areas. Yeah, you're move, you're walking through levels. It's free loco. You can you can go walk around. Right. You know, as long so you've as you're kind of like you've got to grow the forest to 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 move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep growing it to keep going forward, and you have. It's weird. You're on this stilt thing, and your tools are like all around you, attached to you, this contraption you're in. It's it's kind of weird, hard to describe. Right. Um, you have like a pouch full of seeds, and then you have this this mug, which is kind of how you get life. You have to put insert this mug into trees along the mm. way, and then it refills your life. And then there's some other tools that I can't remember that are also hanging on you. Um, it's very different. It's interesting. I'd like to play it more of it. Yeah, I'm I, just looking at it now. And I'm actually going to try this because it looks kind of interesting, actually. So I'm just going to. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. Now. Yeah, you have access to it. Mm, yeah. I will try it because the reviews are actually positive. There's not yeah. many, but the, the reviews that stay. And it looks like it's quite a long game. Like people have put like, you know, six, ten hours into it. Mm -hmm. um, I do like kind of chill games sometimes that aren't. You know where you're not constant like with Resident Evil Eight. Sometimes it just felt a bit too much. You know when yeah. you've got constant dread and the feeling that you're constantly having being hunted and trying to get. You know, there were sections where it was really intense, not scary, but just intense with the amount of enemies and like. You, sometimes you just literally just get overwhelmed. And sometimes I don't want to do that. Sometimes yeah. I want to play a game where I'm just a bit more chill. Mm -hmm. I can take my time. I like a bit of a puzzle, maybe in soaking the atmosphere. So this looks like something I might actually enjoy. So I'm definitely going to give it a go uh, right, and cool. try. And maybe I'll talk about it if we do another okay another podcast. Did, so did those like speaking of Resident Evil Eight? Sorry, I was wondering, did those lichens ever get to you, or were you like, ah, eh, this is nothing? Because they look pretty. They did human. it first. Yeah, because I, if people don't know, I've got a little bit of a fear of werewolves. Basically, when I was really young my stepbrother forced and pinned me down and forced me to watch Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> and that scared the absolute shit out of me to the point where 
I couldn't even watch any sort of werewolf thing, anything done with werewolves. It would just scare the shit out of me, and I just couldn't watch it. Yeah, and we had uh, opposite was that reactions to Thriller. Yeah, because you watched it young as well. <laughs> yeah, I was five, and, and that's like would... I just begged my dad to keep playing it on a loop. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, that because it was quite realistic that uh, for the yeah. time. Yeah. So as as like a, I think I was you know I was probably like five or six or something. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just absolutely terrified me. So I can't I can't watch. Well, I can now. I've got over the fear, obviously. But like when I tried watching what was it, American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. That transformation scene, just, oh, that was horrific. I yeah, couldn't watch intense. that. Um, but I'm okay now. I can do stuff. So when I was doing this Resident Evil 8, because there are lichens or werewolves in the game, at first there's a section where, near the beginning, where it's dark, it's night, you can hear them, but you can't see them, and you're like, you haven't got a gun. That was one of the scariest parts of the game for me. Like yeah. That was really intense, and I struggled. But luckily it does turn to day and then it kind of just becomes an action game. So it was okay. There was, I still didn't like having them around and the noise they made really like sent shivers down my spine, but I could, I could handle them. Okay. It definitely wasn't like scary for me. Okay. So there are lichens in the game, but then there are actual werewolves, which scared you more. What's the difference? I didn't know well, the difference. Well, the lichens are like kind of like semi human. They're like hybrid human, Right, and but then in that game there were ones, occasionally you'd come across. Oh, those big ones. The big ones, yeah. Whether it's just like a straight werewolf, I I assumed that was like a lichen that that transformed more. Right. Did yeah. Those, those the things, only problem with them. Yeah, they they didn't scare me. But no, like, the, the lichen scared with, me. I think more. Maybe because they, they were, were I mean, faster. I don't know. Yeah, they were okay. I mean, I think the lichens because they look more human, kind of scarier. I don't know, like the mm-hmm. when thing, like the the werewolf big things. They yeah. just look like something that was just pure fantasy, and okay, they yeah. didn't feel real. Yeah. Plus, because the only problem with the Resident Evil games, which I will mention, which we didn't mention before, is that you can't really run with anti-aliasing. There's no real anti-aliasing in the game, mm-hmm. so it looks good. But there are sometimes, like with beards and hair, sometimes things ah, can look yeah. a bit shimmery. Mm-hmm. And because those werewolves were basically all hair, yeah, they were just very shimmery. So it, it kind of ruined the look of them, to be honest with you. But yeah, yeah I didn't find a, them scary. I found the lichens more scary. That's a good point, the anti-aliasing. Yeah. Yeah, it still looks great. Like most of the time, you can't even. It's, it looks surprisingly good to say that there's no anti-aliasing on. But where, but there are obviously moments like that with the uh, with the beards and the hair and stuff yeah. that can pull you out of the yeah. game a little. Yeah, and those big ones you stay far away from, so they're gonna yeah the the resolution and the anti aliasing is gonna be more of an issue because they're further away. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they are a bit shimmery. So. Yeah. All right, are, are you up or me? <laughs> I don't know actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, think, oh, you just I, did Winds I, of Leaves. I just yeah. did Winds of Leaves, so yeah, you're up. I think a lot of this stuff we've played, both yeah, played. Think, yeah, um, we both played these next two. Should we just go through the demos that we've played? Yeah. Because uh, there were some demos with the Steam, what was it yeah. they called? The Steam VR Fest? Yeah, yeah. Steam VR Fest. Um, yeah, they did like, a, I don't even know. The thing is that, I don't know why they do this, because they said it's a Steam VR Fest, but all it was was just demos. It's yeah, like, well, and then the demos, I was expecting I think, some sort of, yeah. there were a lot of we've already seen. And they so. usually stay up. I don't think it's a temporary yeah. thing. 
I thought there were going to be some sort of show and announcements and stuff, and it was basically just demos. So. I think always expect the least from Valve. That's how I... Yeah, I actually need to make a video about Valve because I'm a little bit frustrated with them with VR, but I'll probably talk about that in a separate video. But yeah, they, they just, they're not really doing that much. Yeah. Don't and know. they have got the money to do it a lot more, so it is a bit frustrating that they're just kind of doing... They I mean, they do a lot for, for VR, but then they don't do a lot, if that makes any sense. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so which demos did you try? Undead Citadel, Samurai Slaughterhouse, and Tomb Explorer. Yeah, yeah. I tried all those. Yeah. And they were the three that looked the most interesting. Probably, to me, Tomb Explorer was the best of those. Um, but it yeah, had, Tomb it Explorer had, was yeah. it was like a Tomb Raider, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it was like, like a tomb you, you you basically trying to break into a tomb, and I didn't I didn't finish the demo. Did you finish the demo? I don't think so. I don't remember. I remember getting no, kind I, of frustrated not in, not knowing what what it wanted me to do. I can't remember mm. if I finished it. No, I didn't finish it. I, I just played enough just to see it because. I figured if, if I'm going to play it, I may as well wait till, for the full game. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks surprisingly good. Like yeah, you're in this massive yeah. open area, and and it looked nice. The controls um, were a little a little weird sometimes. Yeah, um, there's like climbing in there. Uh, there's a zip line that you have to go down. Yeah. There's a part where it wanted it's me to duck. Did you have a trouble ducking at one part? What, underneath something? Yeah, underneath there it was like a you know kind of like a oh yeah a big overhang you had to duck under and I can't remember why it I, it took me a long time to get the the controls to get me to through that part I don't I don't know it's, uh, been, it's don't, been a I while don't remember having any problems with it okay. yeah yeah I mean it was, it's 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 one to keep an eye on there's not really much to say on it other than it looks nice and mm -hmm. it's got potential but we need to kind of maybe wait and see what happens with it because it's. I don't know. It felt it just feel a bit clunky sometimes. So. Mm -hmm. Then Undead Citadel, that was it was I thought it was gonna be let they were gonna let us go through levels and fight stuff, but it was just Yeah, a, I was uh, hoping we would get to see like the first level or something. Yeah. But it's just a wave. It was just thing. a wave horde thing. I do uh, this is one of my most anticipated VR games though, because it looks mm -hmm. good. Like yeah. visually it was very impressive. Mm -hmm. And we haven't got like a really good melee focused adventure game with a story and a campaign other than maybe Asgard's Wrath. So I, I am of, I hungry. Of, oh, I thought of one. What about Saints on. and Sinners? Do you think that's oh, yeah, that's uh, uh Yeah, I mean, it's more survival, I would okay. say, okay. Uh, like a zombie survival. Yeah. I'm thinking more of like an action sort of melee, okay. kind of like Blade and Sorcery and Hellsplit Arena like that, yeah. but okay. with actual story progression and levels. Yeah. And this seems to be giving us that because it's actually got a story with levels. But the demo was just a horde mode where yeah. you just have to fight waves of enemies. So I didn't play it for very long because that's just not something I want to play. But I did get a good feel for the that the combat feels good. It mm -hmm. felt pretty solid. Um, it's kind of physics-based, but yeah. it's not. it didn't feel janky like Blade and Sorcery. Mm -hmm. it, it felt reasonably polished, I thought. You know, you can... You have these enemies come, you can chop the limbs off and stuff. Yeah. You can get little potions that give you power-ups and things. It seems interesting. It's definitely one that I'm even more interested in now I've played it, even though the demo was 
a bit basic, really. I did find that I could just hold my sword out in front of me and just walk into those skeletons oh. and kill them. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't try that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not, that sucks a bit. But they might. Oh, oh. but the thing is, um, yeah, at first I was like, well, this sucks. I can just walk right into them and they die. But then yeah. they, they started getting harder and harder and then they started coming out with armor. And then that, right. that tactic didn't work anymore. So right. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that's okay yeah. then. Because we've got skeleton ones as well, which I, yeah. I'm never a fan of skeleton enemies for some reason. They never... Too generic? I don't know. I just don't feel like you're making contact with them. Whereas no. with the flesh, you can see like, you know, you're hitting them and you can chop yeah. arms off and stuff. Where with the skeletons, they don't really react. I don't yeah. know. There's just something about them. That you want to see I'm, blood. I just want to feel like I'm yeah. fighting against some sort of organic entity rather than mm -hmm. just some bones walking around. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one we both didn't like was Samurai oh, Slaughterhouse. <laughs> I didn't get very far. I just think it looks terrible. I think yeah. the art style is terrible. Yeah. The game's clearly been made for the quest and then not had any work done to it for PC. Like you walk in and you can see the draw distance of the textures. Like the textures are really low resolution, about a meter in front of you. So as you're walking around, the, mm -hmm. the drawing in the textures, which is a quest thing, I've noticed yeah. on other quest games. Mm -hmm. And they've got like this uh, art style where it's kind of cell shaded maybe like a painting yeah. what is it's it like, is it like high contrast is that what it is yeah it's all black and white really with the odd bit of like red and stuff oh, but yeah. the enemies it's like when you it's like if you go in photoshop and you get a picture and then you can like pencil and you turn it into like a pencil sketch type of thing filter mm -hmm. yeah uh, but the like this this i don't know how far you got but there's this guy that you can walk up to and I couldn't even see what he was because it's just... Oh, when you're in the first room? Yeah, yeah. It, it just looked really bad. Like, yeah. this this whole art style just doesn't work for me at all. For the, me, the biggest issue was, was the controls and the gameplay. I didn't I, even get to that. I honest. was in there fighting the guys, and it was just all I... I could just do, uh, just waggle. Just oh. throw, waggle the sword around and kill them all. I didn't even get that far because it just looked so bad. I was like, why would I even want to play this? Yeah. It just... It just looks and shit. There, it was teleport. Like there was, there was. Okay, oh, to, yeah. I think it maybe it was free loco walking around, but and there was no jump button, so I had to, I had to get up high to f get some items, and it was just like you could only teleport up high. You couldn't jump. Um, maybe because they didn't want people to get sick or something, and that, that annoyed me, and um, it, yeah, it just felt very indie. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's a quest game, yeah. basically, and, and and most of the quest games, I'm sorry, quest fans who you know like to play native native quest games, but they just look a bit shit. And mm -hmm. I'm just, I am a bit of a graphic so I like stuff that looks nice. So. Yeah, we're both people that got rid of our quest or quest two. Yeah. yeah, I bought it for Resident Evil Four, and I played most of it. Never finished it. As soon as I found out that there was a remake coming out, I was like, mm -hmm. well, why would I play this when there's going to be a remake? So. Yeah. I just I just stopped and I've not pushed it in months. I think there's that's... just nothing coming out for Quest. That's the thing. Yeah. There's nothing unique or different or interesting that comes for the Quest that I can't play already on the PC. I find the Index is so much better. It's mm -hmm. better comfort. The, the built-in audio, the sweet spot on the lenses, the better field of view. It's just I know obviously it's ridiculously no. more expensive. And the IPD adjustment. Yeah, everything's better, which you would yeah. expect for something that costs three times as much. But, but people already... like to, I know Quest 2 people always like to say, but our resolution is higher. But what I tell them it's is, not. I, it, doesn't see, it doesn't feel that way. No. And part of it is that our, our panels and our indexes move with the lenses. 
and you get, you know with the quest 2 you have just one single panel so you move your lenses and you're going to miss out on some of that some of those pixels it's not even just that i think the yeah. render resolution in, in yeah. quest native games is really yeah. low yeah and then if you lose link cable then you've got obviously compression because it's it's yeah. not a direct connection it's compressing and uncompressing it if you use airlink or the virtual desktop you are going to lose visual quality so yeah it might mm -hmm. technically be better resolution but i mean i don't have any problems with the resolution of the index it just looks great to me i don't really see the pixels i don't see uh i don't see um screen door effect yeah it could be better i'm sure if i tried like a reverb or something it would look better but i'm I tried not really it. oh yeah you tried one yeah nope no I Okay, in the center of the my G, I had a Reverb G2. Yeah, in the center, it was very clear you couldn't see the screen door effect. But outside of that center, it was blurry. Whereas I'm wearing my index right now. That's how I record. And like, if I turn, if I look to the edges of the lenses, it's it's way more clear. Of course, as you get to the edges of a lens, it's going to get more blurry because that's just how a lens is. But mm. like the the g2 was way worse like because i was going i was going back and forth between the two to compare and it was like holy shit i love my index even more after trying trying the g2 yeah that's the thing with the quest for me like i played it i used it and as soon as i went back to the index it was like this is just so much better so yeah i don't care about the wire as much as some other people but because the, i don't yeah. find it that much of a problem but yeah and the index issue that you know those other two headsets have that's better is the they have less glare. Index does have more glare. Yeah, the the, yeah. the index does have glare. That's the only downside, yeah. which is around like it's like a light around the edges of the yeah. yeah lenses, which you can see mostly when you're like in a dark environment with light, like mm -hmm. a single light or something, and you do notice it. And there's no perfect headset, unfortunately, right now. Mm -hmm. um, but to be honest, I'm not that bothered about hardware. The thing that I've always been focused on is games. Yep. And to, for me, I will happily keep my index for as long as I need to until something something needs to be like leagues above for me yeah. to be even barely interested in changing right now. Yeah. Uh, well, since we're talking about index, would you would you think about getting that Wi-Fi 6E index adapter that they're talking about? It's not, it's no. not available yet. But no, it's yeah, gonna it's, be it's, it's gonna be like four hundred and fifty pounds or something. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and it's a Kickstarter, so who knows if that's even gonna I come ain't out? I'm doing that. No, yeah, I'm not. And either. by the time it comes out, there might be something else that has got wireless, you know. So I don't yeah. know. It, it's just this: the, the index has been out for three years. Yeah. Um. Who, who knows what Valve are working on? If they are working, we've got all these leaks about this. Uh, what's it called? The Deckard or something? Mm -hmm. The Deckard, yeah. Yeah, so that might come out. That might have. A, I think that's going to be standalone as well. Um, mm -hmm. And the Quest Pro will come out in October. Mm -hmm. um, so that, but that might be really expensive. Yeah, I'm not spending any more on hardware personally. Yeah. The next thing I'll probably buy is the PSVR two, mm -hmm. which will be next year. Which I don't know if yeah. you've got that in your news, but we'll talk yeah. about that another time. Yeah, yeah uh, they, they confirmed that that's going to be early 2023. Yeah, they just put a tweet out that said early 2023. Which yeah. we already kind of knew, uh, yeah. and yeah, that's. I think they're going to be doing some sort. Of, apparently, they're going to be doing another showcase next month, so we should have more reveals, more games to talk about with the PSVR two as well, which yeah. is the main reason I'm going to buy one. So, all right. So the next game I played was Super Kit to the Top. This is a sequel to To the Top, but this is early access. Um, right now, I would not recommend this 
Really? Yeah, I gave it a negative review. Yeah, and To the Top is one of my favorite VR games. Yeah, of that's all why time. I'm surprised because I know you love this, To the Top. This is not to me. This is nothing like To the Top. It doesn't have so it doesn't have any music right now. Okay. And the levels, from what I played, they're they're all just these like auto-generated levels where you just keep running across the same pieces over and over again. It, it, they're not like levels like to the top where everything you go through as you go through the level is unique and like, you know, interesting. You just keep coming across the same ladder and the same like, you know, couple of balls. Mm. It's just like they put, put the game. It's like an algorithm that just auto generates levels. Right now. I, I was talking on the discord complaining about it and they told me that there are actual levels, but like they're hard to find. Huh? Yeah, it's you have to find like a key to then be able to like unlock the levels, but I don't even I'm not even sure where you need to go to do that. I don't know. Um I don't recommend it. They okay, one thing that's different, they have they have added enemies in it, and so like you can punch and stuff to kill the enemies, but I had trouble getting that to work well. I would say wait for this to actually have a full release before you think about it. Because it was, yeah. I think it was fifteen bucks at least, and it's definitely I'm just looking not. Looking at it now, definitely not. Is it fifteen bucks? Uh, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, it's not worth that right now. And the reviews are all saying like, there's mixed views, but yeah, the ones that are negative are saying the same as you. Like they, they love the first game, but this one just, yeah, the stages feel the same, and it's not got that magic of the first game. Yeah, so. yeah, I don't play early access stuff usually anyway, so it's and I. I the first one for me made me really sick, really sick. I could not, I think the problem is that I don't like, I can't handle head orientated yeah. uh, movement. Mm -hmm. And the way this works is that you, even if, when you're in the air, you go where you look. So mm -hmm. if you're in the air and you're looking around to figure out where you need to go, you're moving around all over the place and it just made me feel really sick. And I tried about three different times and, I'm, and I can handle, you know, a lot in VR, but I just couldn't handle that yeah. meanwhile i find that i prefer head oriented because i don't like having to worry about where my hand is yeah i don't know why that is i mean i generally i just have my hand by the side i mean mm. if if it's head orientated locomotion just walking around it's fine mm. because i can compensate with the stick so if i want to look left yeah and move forward i can kind of like strafe a little bit and mm -hmm. you, you can compensate as you're walking yeah but obviously this one, it's literally like when you're in midair, the stick yeah. does nothing. You're yeah. controlling your movement with your head. Yeah. And I don't like that yeah. rigidness of you having to really focus your head movements like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all well, I have to say about that one. I think we're done with what, because I didn't get to play a lot because I moved yeah. into a new house this month. And like, yeah, yeah my focus has been done, done that. So you've played more than me. Yeah, I'll, I'll quickly run a few uh, through a few of mine because I've been playing some stuff. Um, I, I played Project Wingman, which is a it's like Ace Combat, but it's got actual VR support. It's a it's a flat non VR game as well, uh, and you can play it in VR. And it's actually really good. I'm not really into flying games because I do find them very repetitive. Like you're just swooping around and shooting and nonstop. Mm -hmm. And this is the same. But there's something about it that I really like. That there's this compute. It's like, oh, how can I describe it? It's, it's very fantasy driven. You are based on Earth, I guess. I think it's, or maybe some sort of planet. 
and everything looks like Earth. So you've got mountains and seas and stuff. And you've got these clouds which you can fly through. And as you fly through, the raindrops form on the windscreen and it looks really cool. And the graphics are quite nice. And the gameplay is really good. It's arcadey, so you don't have to worry about, you know, if you some simulator games where you, you can stall out and things, you can just yank on the stick, the flight stick, as much as you want. And it'll just always just do what you want it to do. I um, love yanking on my stick. Oh, I love yanking on. I do it all way too much, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, but the main thing is it doesn't have checkpoints. That's the main negative that I have. And the missions can be quite long. So you can be in a mission for like 20 plus minutes and they always get harder. Like they've got like stages. So you'll start off, things will be a bit easier and then they'll have another wave of enemies that'll come that you've got to get rid of. And then they'll have some sort of big boss thing with these big airships that have got missiles on the back and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so you generally do die if you're gonna die towards the end of the mission, but there's no check checkpoints. So you could do like 15, 20 minutes die and then you've got to start all over from the beginning go through all the easy bits all the way to get back to where you were and there are time there were one mission in, in particular where I, it took me nine attempts so it's imagine hard. you know like 10 15 minutes each time nine times it, it, it adds up i but think luckily, that's why sorry i think that's on. why i quit playing this i tried this and i think yeah. i yeah i got too frustrated and but you stuck the in there yeah the good thing is that once you get past i think it's like mission five the game gets really good. Uh, it does get easier as well as you go and lock better planes mm -hmm. and I'm not dying as much. I can get through a lot, some, some missions first and second time now. And I'm really enjoying it. Some, some of the missions are crazy as well. Like there's one where you're over the sea with a storm and it's obviously completely over the top storm. Like there's, there's lightning constantly going on off all the time. And you fly up into the clouds and then you're up above the clouds and it's like, it's, it's just, it's difficult to describe, but it just feels really good actually flying up into the clouds and then you come out of the clouds and it's really dark and it's moody again. And then you've got the sea and sometimes you'll lose complete orientation of where you are and you'll fly out of the clouds. And I ended up dying once where I flew out of the clouds and all of a sudden the sea was right in front of me and I couldn't pull up in time. Jeez. Yeah, it just feels really insane and crazy, that level. And then there's other stuff as well. Like there's one where you're in the mountains at night and you've got to... You, you, it's a lot, you, you're taking out a lot of ground units, which are like SAMs, which are firing missiles at you. So you have to kind of hug the mountains and use the little mountains as cover and then like pop up out the top of the mountains, take out a few of these SAM anti-aircraft uh, turrets and stuff. What are you, Tom Cruise or something? It feels really like you're in a movie in a way, because it feels really cool the way you have to like sweep in round. And it sounds like you, the plot of Top Gun Maverick. I've not seen it actually. Oh, it that, that's that's what they do in that. They're, they have yeah. to get really close to mountains and they're taking out ground targets and they have to get close to the mountains so that the the ground-based uh, uh Yeah, that's kind of what you have to do them. in that mission. You, yeah. It's one of my favorite missions actually because I really enjoyed hmm. the way that the the mountains and exactly like say the visuals are good so you, you, it does feel realistic when you're actually flying around these mountain ranges and you're kind of using them as cover and flying up. And there's like these big airships that have got missile launchers on the back and pure fantasy it's not real life and there's there's ships in the water that have got um what do they call them uh rail guns so they're firing oh, sure. lasers out into the sky and it just looks insane sometimes when you're in these scenarios and you've got smoke trails coming all over the sky from the missiles that are being fired and stuff and it 
it's really good. If you like Ace Combat and you want to play that in VR, this is the closest thing we've got. You using gamepad? I've got a um, a throttle and flight Ooh. stick thing. I bought a cheap one for like fifty pound, and it works fine. What model? A Thrustmaster something, cheap okay. shit. I don't know. If you just look for Thrustmaster, there's one that's is, cheap. Is it connected? Do they connected to each other by a wire? Yeah, they've got like a wire, and you can have them together, and then you can pick it up and separate them. Okay, I know which uh, one you mean then. Yeah, I've got. I have a throttle between my legs, obviously. Uh, not my throttle, my stick. Your stick. My massive, yeah. my oh, massive stick between my legs, yeah. and then uh, my throttle on my left hand side. Okay. And it feels really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm playing some racing games as well. I've been playing Project Cars Three, which a lot of people don't like, but I really like racing with. If I've got a wheel and pedals and everything. But most of the racing games don't have any kind of career. They're mm -hmm. very simulator focused, uh, very serious. You, you have to put like long races in and stuff. Whereas Project Cars 3 is like, these quick races. It's a bit more arcadey, but you still feel like you're driving a car. It's not like drifting and stuff. Um, mm. It's The VR support's a bit broken in some places. Like the shadows don't look right sometimes. And there's stuff that's flickering in the background. The game crashes sometimes for me. The VR support's a bit bad when you compare it to Project Cars 1 and 2. But the game itself, I do enjoy the more arcade-focused and the way you're unlocking cars and you, you're progressing through different classes of cars and stuff. So of the three, you'd rather play three? For me, yeah, yeah. Because, it, because it's just more fun. I find it more fun to play. And then you've got uh, Dirt Rally 2, which I've been playing, which is obviously a game I've come back to all the time. And that's the most intense racing game you can ever play. It's just absolute madness. You're driving through these narrow, twisting rally stages where you've got, you know, you make one little mistake and you, you'll hit a clip, uh, like a, a ditch, and you'll roll your car and stuff. It's yeah. really intense. I played Dirt Rally, the first one, a lot. I loved it. And then yeah. I only played Dirt Rally 2 when it first came out, and there were performance problems, and I haven't gone back. I need to play it again. But no yeah, it's I, definitely I, been improved, and if you've got, now you've got your, because uh, when, I, when I played it, I had a 1080, mm -hmm. and now I've got a 3080. Uh, it's a lot better. You can turn the graphics up a little bit, and performance is a lot better, so it's worth revisiting it. Did you watch that Yaw 2 VR by Rendered Reality? I've not watched it. Okay. To be honest... I really don't like that your thing with the way that it moves around all over, all over the place. Oh, okay. I would prefer something that just kind of moves a little bit and like gives you vibrations and stuff. Because mm -hmm. I just, I, and maybe I need to try one, but I just think if you move it, obviously, the, I don't know. I just think the whole movement thing where it's like throwing you around all over the place is not going to feel unrealistic because like it tilts you in one side to the other and stuff. And maybe I need to try one. Yeah, I'm not, I've never tried one. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't buy one without it trying it first. Yeah, I don't know. Like, does the, like, did the car, the image of the car would need to move perfectly with the simulator, with the yeah, yaw. Yeah, I don't know. How, I, I don't know how in my mind, works. I think I'd rather just have something that tilts a little bit and just vibrates and like simulates you going over a bump or something rather than. Whereas that that your VR thing is like a a ball that yeah. rotates completely three hundred and sixty oh. degrees and onto the side and. And yeah, it looks oh, crazy. If you watch that video, he's he's in a roller coaster on one, and he can't get the game to pause. And then it starts, it starts going nuts. Like, <laughs> like he almost gets injured. Yeah, I bet you, but you couldn't get injured because he, 
the things throwing you around all yeah. over the place. Yeah, yeah, it'll go back really far, and then it went, it slammed down twice. It was like, oh, he was like, oh shit, I gotta get out of this thing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to try one. Yeah, how much I, are they? Uh, I think the cheapest is fifteen hundred. Oh Jesus! Yeah. yeah, you can get a lot cheaper motion rigs that aren't, you know, more just like a fixed unit that moves around a little bit. Oh, okay. You don't need to pay that much money. Hmm. Um, the only other things I've played, I'll quickly go over two more, which maybe we'll cover next week, next month, or in more detail because I do want to play more of them. But Alien Isolation, I've been playing the mod of that. I didn't get. I got to the point where the alien came. I shit myself and turned it off. <laughs> so I need to uh, try and put more time. I think. I think what my plan is with that is to just let the alien kill me a few times, mm-hmm. and then I think that'll just kind of just get rid of that fear, and I'll probably be okay then. Did, so that's my. Sorry, did the alien kill you, and then no. you turned it off? No, no, no. Okay. I saw it. It walked off. I hid under a table, and I said, "Nope." And mm. I turned it off. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I love the Alien films. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I play this game, because I'm not really into these stealth hide-and-seek games where you, you're kind of defenseless. Mm-hmm. But I love the Alien world, the universe, and the Xenomorph, so that's why I, I do want to try and push through and see more of it. Did you see there are these, like, survival missions in the menu? I think it's called Yeah, that. yeah. There's some stuff that, like survival missions mm-hmm. where you can just get in there straight away and you the can, aliens yeah you can get in there, there straight away and immediately have a frame a flamethrower right and so then if the alien comes at you you can just use the flamethrower and it'll run away but it'll keep coming back yeah i kind of wanted to just do the, the campaign okay. i have got a mod for it as well which apparently increases the range because i've heard that the alien basically just constantly hovers around you all the time yeah uh and that would just frustrate the shit out of me so this mod apparently like increases the range. So it's 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 at the area that it's moving around is a lot larger. So you see it less often. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it'll come out of event out of range, and then it'll just walk around a corner. So it can sometimes make you jump more. So it's kind of a mixed bag. But I just don't think I would want to play it much if it's just constantly going to be popping down and hiding and stuff. Yeah, I I, I found it more I think more just annoying. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I do know that if I play it enough, I'm just going to get annoyed with it rather than scared. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like I need to push it, push, push through more. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that maybe next time if I play more of it. Half-Life 2 VR mod, which I think we should probably leave till next time because the actual public beta is coming out next month. What's the date of that? Is it 16th of yeah, September? Yeah, I think it's 16th. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's I've, on I've Steam got, and you can wishlist it now. Yeah, I've actually got early access to it, so I've played up to Ravenholm on that. All I'll say is that it's excellent. It's one of the best mods, if not the best mod out there. It feels like a native VR game. In a, in You've got manual reloading, you've got ladder climbing physically, you can open doors physically, it's got full room scale. It looks good because they've upsampled a lot of the textures and stuff. The gameplay itself is excellent. It feels really refreshing to have a game that's focused on because a lot of new games like with um, the Resident Evil games a lot of the appeal of that isn't really the gameplay for me it's more the world and the enemies and stuff Mm -hmm. the gameplay itself can feel a bit clunky whereas Half-Life 2 just flows so well when you're in combat 
you can you've got so much mobility you can jump you can move around a lot quickly you're, you're quite fast movement and it just feels refreshing to play a vr game that has that movement and isn't restrictive uh and it's really well paced as well like anyone who's played the half-life 2 you you you're, you know you're not always in combat you're always seeing new things there's physics puzzles which you have to now solve by physic physically picking up objects with your hands and doing things with them and stuff so it works in vr really well so yeah definitely if you want to play half-life 2 in vr you i can't i can't recommend this mod enough and you'll really love it i think i haven't played half-life 2 since it came out in like 2004 but yeah this is still i think my most anticipated vr game right now yeah i played it when i uh it was the orange box mm -hmm. which was i think that was like 11 12 years ago mm -hmm. so maybe even longer than that so I, I forgot a lot of the game, which is always good. So I can't remember a lot of stuff. And this this times, because I think Resident Evil 4 came out roughly around the same time. But somehow Half-Life 2 looks, I mean, it still looks dated, but it still looks really good in a lot of places. There's times where I will literally just stop and stare at some stuff in the background. Whereas Resident Evil 4 VR, the graphics are dated, even though they've upsampled a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I never found myself kind of admiring the visuals. It just always looked a bit really, old and dated. Really brown, I bet. Brown, beige. Yeah. Just everything is just kind of basic. There's no real detail in the environments. It's not anything special. It looked great at the time, but obviously it's aged badly. Whereas I feel like Half-Life 2 still holds up surprisingly well compared to a lot of older games at that time. Do you move as fast in this as you do in the regular yeah. Half-Life 2? Yeah. So that's way faster than Alex. Yeah. You yeah. you can move as fast as the... They've not changed any of the gameplay. They didn't want to change the gameplay balance. Mm -hmm. So they've not affected the movement speed or anything. The jump high, everything is as it was. Awesome. There's vehicle sections as well, which I've heard a lot of people say that makes them sick, like the airboat and stuff. Bring it. So, I mean, I've played through the airboat section. I didn't get sick. But there are, there are comfort options as well, like vignettes. Um, there's an option to lock the horizon so mm -hmm. that you, when your head moves, you don't move with the boat. You move, the boat moves around you sort of thing, which I've never been a massive fan of. And there's a third person mode as well. So you can play through the, the vehicle sections in third person if you're really struggling to get yeah. through those areas. So it's, it's been, a, it's had a lot of effort and work done into it. Like it, it feel, it has every option you can imagine from a native VR game, snap turn, smooth turn, everything. It's, it's really good. Awesome. And the last thing uh, which I've actually played all the way through is Red Matter 2. That came out last week, I think. I think so. And yeah, I played through it in three days. absolutely loved it. Uh, maybe we'll wait and do like an actual review of that when you've played it. But okay. all I'll say is that if you played the first one and you enjoyed the first one, definitely buy the second. It's better in every way. It's twice as long. It's more varied in locations the movement's a lot better you actually get a jetpack which you use and you can actually you have to use it to navigate through the objects like fly up and you can fly up and fly forwards and backwards you're not just moving just on like a teleport path uh, the puzzles are very similar the graphics are amazing they look some of the best i've seen in vr up there with half-life alex in some ways so yeah i mean i would definitely just recommend you playing that and maybe save a full uh, review or something for that in the future. Yeah, I need to get my VR area set up. I, 
to, to rec- I'm in my index right now. And to record this, I just set up one base station because my VR room, because I just moved, still has shit everywhere. But yeah, I'd like to get this set up so I can so I can play Red Matter too. Yeah, that's the best out of all the native VR games that we've had. I'd say that's probably my favorite so far this year. Yeah, um, wow. I do love adventure. It's it's kind of it's not a very fast paced game or anything. There is a bit of combat in it this time. Mm-hmm. So if you were to if you want action and combat, you're not gonna like it. But if you've played the first game and you like that sort of uh, adventure puzzle game, it's the best. It's my favorite. It's my new favorite puzzle game now. So. So do you uh, hold a gun in your right hand and then you have that little controller thing in your left? Uh, no, the control because just to explain for people who haven't played it, the way the work the game works is. They you they have like your in-game hands that are holding a controller mm-hmm. that is, mimics the same controller you're holding. So if you have a Vive, uh, if you have um, an Index controller, the the controller looks like an Index controller. Oh, they have models for multiple headsets. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a Quest, it looks like a Yolanda Quest type of thing. So it matches up with your controller, the buttons and everything on it match up perfectly. Obviously, they made it look more futuristic, and it doesn't look like you're holding a pl- piece of plastic. Mm-hmm. And then you have these um, claws that come out so that when you're picking something up, if you're turning a knob or a dial for some of the puzzles and stuff, uh, these cl- you use these claws rather than your hands. It's really interesting because it does make it feel more immersive because you don't have any like jank with your hands kind of like clipping onto things. And it, so obviously it's a bit weird because sometimes you think, well, you could just use your hands, but Obviously, the way that they've done it is that you're actually kind of holding these tools. Mm-hmm. And it's like a multi-tool. And then sometimes you have got you can turn one into a flashlight. You can turn one into like an interpreter so that you can scan things and you can read different languages. Uh, you've got a gun in your right hand. So the, the, the tool kind of morphs into it, like transforms into this gun. So you're holding a gun and then you can press a button and it transforms it back into this claw. So that's how it works. Hmm. But you don't get the gun until like halfway through. Um, the combat's not the best, but it's, it's definitely different. It's good to have something different other than just puzzles and, and you know, environments and stuff. Oh, that kind of reminds me of Lone Echo 2, where you can switch on your same hand between different tools. Yeah, except, it's kind of similar. Yeah, except yeah, this it, game is actually good. I would say it's got yeah. a lot of similarities to Lone Echo in that, mm-hmm. obviously, you're in space, uh, you're in... I'm kind of almost <laughs> giving it a review. But oh, you're sorry. Yeah, yeah no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we can maybe you can just mm. talk about it next time. But you go, you go to like in the first game, you just went to Saturn. You you go on a uh, a base on a moon on Saturn, and then in this game, you go to several moons. So you start on Earth's moon, then you go to one on Saturn, and then you go to one on Neptune, and you actually get inside a, a ship and you fly up. And you can see outside the window and everything. It's really cool. Hmm. Uh, but when you land on the planets, like the Neptune one, it reminded me a lot of Lone Echo because you you just can just see for miles. And it's surprisingly amazing what they've done because they have obviously made it for the Quest 2 as well. And from what I've seen, it still looks great on the Quest, but it does look better on the PC. It's got like dynamic shadows, higher resolution and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks amazing. Like you can look off into the distance, you get on a tram ride. It's just like a lot more epic. Uh, yeah, y- y- if you like the first one, you'll you'll love this definitely. Uh, yeah, I like the first one a lot, but it's been so long since I played it that I don't remember much, like as far as the story. 
Yeah, I was the same, but I did remember the ending. I think that's the main thing I could remember. The ending was weird, I remember. Yeah, it's, it was a bit of a weird, and yeah, it's a bit of a twist oh, at the oh, end. Was it a love triangle or something? Uh, I don't want to spoil uh, it. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. there is there's some weird, there, I'll tell you off air, but there's, yeah, there's a weird twist at the end of the first one. Okay. And the second one, at the beginning, they do kind of, you go into this room where you have to scan a bunch of stuff, and they... It's all stuff from the first game to try and remind, jog your memory and remind you of some of the characters and stuff from the mm -hmm. first game. So. Okay. There is, there, the, I don't think you really need to know the story of the first one because it is, it does stand alone, I think. But it helps if you've played the first one as well. Okay. All right, well, that's all the games. Um, I had something in news I kind of want to talk about. So okay. Meta showed all their, their different prototypes that they've been working on. They have this... A verifocal prototype, a, dis a distortion correction prototype, a prototype that uh, they say is like retina resolution, and then an HDR prototype. They all have different code names, like the verifocal is Half Dome 3. Um, they show, and then Butterscotch is the one that has the uh, 60 PPD uh, resolution. And what's that? Uh, what's the index ppd or the quest ppd i don't know that's the uh, pixel per density yeah pixel uh, per degree and, right um maybe there there's a site called vr compare they might maybe, have the Google ppd for each uh, one index um, ppd so they they what they they said that's 2020 whereas rift is like 2090 and quest 2 is 2060 right i don't know if that helps um so the vario Arrow does it does that sixty PPD at the very center, like that. Right. So. Oh yeah, it's got those two little screens. Yeah. So then there's another prototype called the Hollow Cake Two. Um, that's just like holograph and pancake lenses combined, and it uses laser light. Uh, and there's a distortion oh, wow. simulator. It's you could read about this or watch the videos on YouTube. Um, there was a tested video, and I'm sure Road to VR and Upload VR covered it. But the coolest thing I thought was the the prototype called Starburst, because it does HDR, but it's like it does real HDR. So like a Quest Two is a hundred nits, and an HD TV, I think with HDR is like around two thousand nits. But this Starburst prototype does twenty thousand nits, um, so it's it can do super, super bright colors and yeah they were saying when they tried it i mean this is something that like you and i can understand higher resolution we can un you know we can understand some, a lot of this stuff We're like all right whatever um but we've never seen what that i mean you you'd see it when you go out and look at the real world i mean i'm guessing when you're out in the wor real world that might be a million nits who knows i don't mm -hmm. know how many nits that is but like yeah one problem with with these LCD and OLED screens is that they just can't get bright enough to simulate what the real world really looks like. But mm. they were saying when they were looking at these images, it was like, wow, this, this, like they were looking at a ball and changing the shadows or the light source around it. And like, this thing really looks real mm. to them. And it's just made me wonder, all right, is this the key? Cause for me, at least games, never look real even close to real like i think that's part of why i never get scared in games mm. even in vr i never am convinced i never feel even remotely like i'm really in this place 
And I'm, I've wondered, is this the reason? Do I need this real high dynamic range? And I really want to try it. Um, but the Starburst prototype is like really big and bulky. It, it, it requires so much power and heat that there's just no way that could get into a consumer product. But eventually we'll have micro LED uh, displays, which could get really super bright. I don't know what level of nits that would get to, but yeah, eventually we'll have, I mean, it won't be too long before we have those. It's going to filter down eventually. I mean, it always does. Yeah. I've just pulled up a chart as well by on, on the P, uh, the PP PPD. D. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the index is 11.5. Oh, okay. Uh, the reverb G2 is 19. And then the is it the Vajo Aero mm -hmm. is thirty five. So oh, thirty five. So yeah, so this one, what did you say, ninety? Yeah, this this one says sixty PPD. Sixty so. PPD. So it's, it's like nearly double yeah. the Vajo. Oh. Uh, so that's like that's probably going to be as good as you can get, really. Yeah. And the HDR stuff, uh, we are going to be getting that obviously in the PSVR two. But that is probably going to be like TV level HDR, so it's yeah, not it's not going to be, be like a super yeah. super HDR, but it's definitely going to be better than what we've got now. Yeah. So that'll be definitely interesting because I, I know that the HDR makes the whites really white and the the blacks, you know, really black. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that because that's another step forward in technology because the LCDs do obviously have problems with the the brightness because of the backlit. You yeah. can never have true blacks. And I find the Quest 2 screen is uh, really unsaturated. Mm -hmm. Like the, um, the colors are really dull. Yeah, that's how the, I felt when I went to CV1 mm. from from Vive. Yeah, the Vive was uh, the Vive was the same. When I went from the when I changed to the Index from the uh, the Rift. Yeah, I could see the, the colors popped. Even though the Rift is actually OLED, mm -hmm. the it, the colors pop so much more with the Index. And then when I went back to the Rift just to try it, I couldn't believe how dull everything looked. Yeah. Didn't um, you, and weren't you trying to use different like color profiles or something? Yeah, but you can't change what the actual screens are, yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, you can. I, like, I use re reshade sometimes to improve the colors in the index because especially if you're playing like a port or a VR mod, mm -hmm. because the games are built for normal screens, you tend to find that they look a lot more washed out inside yeah. the headset. Mm -hmm. So you can use a bit of color correction, you know, saturation and stuff to make them pop a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But you can't obviously, you can't do so much with it because they're still LCD screens at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what a HDR screen will look like and how much difference that's going to make, whether it's going to ruin me and I'm never going to go back to my index, I don't know. but. Hmm. If they if they could make it work on the the PC and it was good enough, I probably would just ditch my my index. But yeah, we'll see. But I'll be I'll be surprised if that happens. No, unless yeah. someone unless someone um, hacks it hacks it. But then you've got to have all the you know the algorithms for the inside out tracking and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right, uh, that's about all I have to talk about. Do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean. That's it, really. Obviously, Oculus have announced next month. I think that they're they're doing the Quest Pro or Cambria thing. Um, oh, I thought no. Uh, what 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 oh, month, is it October? What month is, yeah. What oh month is it? shit! Yeah, it's October. almost it's almost September. Yeah, man, I'm getting lost in my yeah, dates. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there was a um, Mark Zuckerberg was on the Joe Rogan podcast just recently, and that's when he where he confirmed yeah in October. 
Yeah. It was funny because uh, uh, Rogan kept calling it the Oculus. Your new Oculus, that's that's amazing, know, man. That's <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. That and I said that in my last video that they changed the name from Oculus to Meta. Yeah. But no one calls it Meta. People call it Oculus still. They don't even call it Quest. Like people won't even say Quest. They'll say, what have you got? Oh, I've got an Oculus. Yeah. And yeah. then they've killed the brand and it's just so <laughs> fucking dumb just to call it Meta. So. And I think Mark didn't correct them because they're still not saying what the name of it is yet. Right. So he just, just let it be. Like the, the name of the actual product. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. they've not announced it yet. But I'm not really interested if I'm honest. But yeah. uh, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be a Facebook or Meta product. And I'm just not interested in a PC VR headset until... We get something that's you know blows everything out of the water. I want HDR. I want you know really high pixel density, high field of view. I want everything, and yeah. I'm not going to spend the money on something that's an incremental upgrade. Yeah, I read it's going to have the same CPU, but like maybe they're they're going to have better cooling, so it'll have it'll maybe have thirty percent better performance because they they did better cooling in it. Um, yeah, because I've heard that they have to throttle back the Quest, yeah, not just for that as well. Apparently, the battery, because if you have yeah. it at full power, yeah, you're gonna it like drains the battery in like thirty minutes or something. Yeah, so that's yeah, heat dissipation and power is a big problem. So it doesn't matter how good they get these chipsets if they haven't got the, you know, if they haven't got the power to run them, yeah. they're never going to be able to run them at the full potential anyway. Which is why they're never going to have standalone VR. Is just I don't know. I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like having to worry about the battery constantly. Mm. That's part of why I'm not that interested in the wireless index. I don't know. Because I, yeah, I, I had a wireless Vive and I, you know, messing with the batteries and worrying about where am I going to put this battery? It's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, we play sometimes with someone um, who has a wireless because they had the wireless headset wireless adapter for the vive mm -hmm. and he's got a cosmos which you can use with the oh, wireless yeah. adapter yeah and the amount of times he has problems with audio not working or going garbled or uh you know the batteries run out so he's having to take it off and maybe switch to another headset and stuff and yeah, yeah when you had to switch batteries with that one you couldn't stay in the game yeah you had to exit. yeah 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 so there, there's there's no always problems with wireless there's no perfect solution for this yeah. stuff yeah but uh, yeah i think that's i think that's it really i don't think there's anything else uh to talk about i don't think so uh yeah any other games coming out anytime soon to be honest i don't even know uh there's a vertigo a vertigo 2 closed beta test that i tried to sign up for but i didn't hear anything back right uh yeah vertigo yeah. remastered is amazing so i'm really looking yeah. forward to the sequel we've got some new gameplay for Saints and Sinners Chapter Two. Oh I don't yeah, know if you watched that. Yeah, that basically looks like the. Yeah, it looks like DL the same game to me. It looks like DLC Mostly. to me. Yeah. Um, the, and they and they said in the trailer new location. Like, shouldn't the entire game be a new location? I don't yeah, know it's, if it's, it's a C. Yeah, it's New Orleans again. Isn't that what the original one was? I'm worried that this is going to be the same game, mm -hmm. with the same locations, just a couple of new locations and weapons, and it's basically DLC. Um, yeah. We'll see, but. For me, when they said new location, it's like, well, if a, if a sequel to me should not be reusing the same locations from the previous I read game. the new location, I think, is the French Quarter. Is that is that like... Yeah. 
Is that like it looks the, beautiful? Is it that the really party? Nice. Is that the party place down there? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think that's where they have like a lot of yeah. carnivals and stuff yeah. and and music festivals and things. Yeah, and it's got lots of like graffiti and artwork and stuff. It looks really nice. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, because it does. The first game definitely needed more variety of locations because it all looked very similar. Uh, and I'm hoping that they have more mission types because basically the first game was go into this area, get this thing and come back. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. And they had these little story side things, but they dropped off after a while and they didn't really mean anything. And the, the, the you had these bells which came after a while, so you, you could never really have enough time to do the side missions and do the main missions. So. Yeah. We'll see. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'll definitely play it, but it hasn't blown me away. The only other thing I saw that would interest you, Aliens by Servios. It's going to mm. be Unreal Engine 5, and they say, quote, intense single-player action horror game. Which will probably mean I'm going to struggle, but uh, if I've got a gun, I might be better. Yeah, it's, if it's if action, I think you're fine. But hopefully it doesn't suck like that Walking Dead game. Yeah, it's actually going to be a non-VR game as well. So this... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a VR game with VR support, mm -hmm. and Servio. I mean, Servios are a good. The, the actual mechanics of, you know, holding things and shooting things feels good mm -hmm. in their games. It was just the games were very shallow yeah. and they just didn't have a lot of substance. So, if they've got a bit more of a budget now because they can make it for a bigger audience with the non-VR players, yeah. I think they could we could see a more fleshed out, f you know, full length game mm -hmm. that has VR support, which is one thing I'm actually looking forward to with the PlayStation because they are pushing for this hybrid thing where you're going to have a game come out that has VR support and non-VR support, like Hitman in a way. But as long as they can get the actual VR support solid, yeah, you know, even if it's just like Resident Evil VR mods solid then I'm happy because then we get actual proper full-length AAA games to play in VR. Definitely. Yes. Although it is, one thing I will say about Red Matter 2 is that after playing a lot of mods and stuff, it was, it reminded me of what a real, you know, native VR game can feel like mm -hmm. uh, compared to a mod. Mm. So Did there is definitely a place for the native VR games going forward, but I do like the thought of as well having full-length AAA games that have VR support. Yeah, did did Red Matter Two feel a lot more smooth? The frame rate felt a lot better. Yeah, everything just felt. I mean, it felt amazing. You, you, the game, because it's been made for the Quest originally, mm -hmm. uh, it runs really, really good. Like okay. you can crank up the super sampling if you wanted to, and and it runs still. Don't even push my thirty eighty to the maximum. Um, but it looks great. I mean, I, I can't believe how much the optimization they've done is absolutely unbelievable because it does look, it doesn't look like a quest game. That's all I'll say to it. Hmm. It's one of the best looking VR games on PC. Wow. All right. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. I think this is episode 33. Yep. So, uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. I hope you'll come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, if people enjoyed it. I, think yeah. if, I don't know if there's anywhere for people to leave feedback. Um, maybe review the podcast on, what does it go on? Is it on uh, I Apple? think it goes on all the, all the podcast yeah. platforms. So 
Yeah, rate it. Give it a thumbs up if you can. Yeah, whatever, if people could give us some feedback, if, yeah. if we do carry on with it, I'd like to know what people think and if we need to improve things, maybe we're rambling too much. Uh, maybe f- make things a little bit shorter. I don't know. We'll let mm. us know. All right. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Yep.